welcome to the world of gaming as an adult. With a job. And a spouse. And kids. Yay! I'm Sarah. And I'm Mike, and we both love playing video games. And this is the Still Alive podcast. However, since life has started getting busy with our careers, social lives, families, and overall lack of time, it could be difficult to find time to enjoy the things that we actually love. So... We've decided to make time for ourselves by creating this podcast. Yes. And also, it gives perspective about other people in our position, because we grew up with games. I mean, I was born the year the the, the first Nintendo came out, and I don't remember a time when there wasn't any games in my house. So... I grew up with that medium, and we really grew up in the information technology era. We've seen computers and phones evolve over time and it's really a a unique perspective that a lot of us share and I feel like all of us in our time in life sometimes we have to take a step back and I feel like that is what we have to do is take a step back and not enjoy the things that we love as often but find ways we can enjoy it with the people as the people we are now. Yeah, no, I've also been gaming for a very, very long time. Not as long as you, but uh, probably about kindergarten. I mean, since you're in kindergarten, didn't your mom used to love that Porky Pig game? <laughs> it's your favorite game, Porky Pig on SNES. If you guys don't know it, Yeah, it you, you probably haven't played it. Um, <laughs> we rented it from a local, uh, not Blockbuster, something else, a little uh, movie and game rental store. Uh, was, was, it, a, was it the Midway video or was it Fox video? It was Fox video. <laughs> <laughs> it was Fox Video. They're no longer around, obviously. But that was one of those staples that we've spent probably... We probably could have bought the game about seven times by the time amount of times my mom <laughs> rented it. Me and my sisters, we would let her run through the game. But she thought we loved the game. So, <laughs> what was it? It was Porky Pig's Haunted Journey or something like that. That just sounds like one of those awful IP video games. <laughs> what, what do we got? Porky Pig's Haunted Holiday. It's a 1995 side-scrolling platform video game developed by Phoenix Interactive Entertainment. It just sounds terrible. I bet you it was so much fun. 92% of users like this game, according to Google. I guess your mom wasn't alone then. No, maybe I was the outlier. (laughs) But... You know, while I'm more of a the NES, SNES type of person, not like Mike didn't grow up with those, but he's more of our Xbox extraordinary. I started on Super Nintendo. Yeah. But um, in my household, we were we were a Nintendo household until uh, uh, one of my brother's favorite series, Final Fantasy, switched over to the PlayStation. Then we became a PlayStation Nintendo household. Um, we're never Sega fans, which is funny uh, because you think that, well... We had um, six people in our family. Four of them were boys growing up. So we always had to have at least one system in the house. And usually it was Nintendo. It was a little bit more accessible. I guess Sega scared my mom off, you know, Mortal Kombat and all that. Yeah, no, I, I also didn't have a Sega system. That was the only one from when I started buying video games to uh, from Super Nintendo till now that I haven't had. So I don't know many people that did. Yeah, I my, my cousin did. My older cousin, he... Uh, he had the Sega Genesis, and he we used to sneak over my grandmother's house and play it when he was there. What was the handheld? Was that the... I thought that was the Genesis. He had a Sega Genesis. No, that was that the Sega... Because the Saturn was one of the consoles. Well, he had a, yeah, he had a Saturn. I think the Genesis was a... 
handheld? Was it Genesis handheld? Well, I don't know. I'm not game Gear. Ah, yeah. Game I, Gear. I actually have a Game <laughs> Gear. I have a Game Gear, but it doesn't work. It's upstairs. I found it at a... <laughs> I found it at a flea market. It had all these games, and... I didn't bother to check to see whether it worked because I was like, aha, it's a church flea market. They don't know what they have. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the, the Game Gear, that was the only time I've ever played a Sonic in my life, believe it or not. Yeah, you had me questioning my knowledge. Genesis is definitely a console. So, uh, yeah, I didn't have that, but you had the Xbox. Yes, yes, yes. I had the Xbox since uh, uh, since the Christmas when it came out. Um, it's a funny story actually. When I went to when I went looking, I um I tried all the consoles out um at our local Sears, and it was between Xbox and the GameCube for me at the time, and um I chose the Xbox. However, this is like three weeks before Christmas at this time, so not very easy to find the brand new console the holiday that it launches. I walked into Toys R Us. There's a little bit of a trend here at places that closed. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, me and my mother walked into a Toys R Us. Asked, it's okay. It just means you're old. And somebody, somebody bought one and uh, before opening it, they returned it. So they had one sitting behind the desk and I was able to take it home. Not open it till Christmas, but uh, that's where I got my uh, intro to Xbox and that's been my um, my primary console the last few years. Funny uh, that you years. say that uh, because at the same time, like, the generation before that with the Nintendo 64, that was the hot ticket item. That and the Tickle Me Elmo. And my grandmother found it at a Toys R Us, and she had to carry it out in a black bag so she wouldn't be mugged. <laughs> <laughs> that just gives you an idea. You yeah. know, people love their, uh, their uh, what was it, the Tickle Me Elmos and their N64s, and then after that was Furbies. I mean, look at how... how uh... Everything's going with the PlayStation 5 today oh, yeah. with people. Well, see, that's less people and more scalpers. The Pokemon cards. Oh, yeah. That was... That's, <laughs> I have no excuse for that. Grown men fighting over Pokemon cards. That's just kind of hard. <laughs> but, you know, it's been a long time coming. Uh, Mike was, like I said, he had the Xbox. I had PlayStation, PlayStation 2. And then when we started dating, I believe that's the PlayStation 3 and Wii U era. Yeah, so that was 2012, so that was towards the very end. Um, I had the, the PS3, I had the 360, and um, we were one of the seven people that bought the Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> and we had a lot of fun with it, too. Yeah. It was, I don't care what anybody says, they had a lot of good games. Yeah, and it's, it, it was a system that nobody bought because First party. Nintendo. Nintendo is going to Nintendo. But... You know, it's funny, when I first met Mike and how we got together, a little bit about who we are and how we came to be beforehand, I, when I first met Mike, I always thought that he was more of a jock than anything. Had a fold. Yep. He was a Mr. Basketball shorts and uh, football tees and back, backwards baseball caps, and that's not necessarily the first thing you think of. And I was stereotyping hardcore. But you know what? I was in college. Who cares? <laughs> And I'm sure you didn't think that I was hard. No, no, you're, you're you're the rocker chick that's in a band, front front line in the show. So, again, not what you typically think of when you think of a, a gaming nerd. Yep. So when we when we first started dating, it was kind of hilarious because I was like, oh, actually, the introduction to this was I was talking about how hard it was to get Super Mario RPG <laughs> because I didn't have it growing up. And I always wanted to play it because when we had the uh, Super Nintendo, we only could have so many games. My mom would only buy a few because, hey, we were kids. We couldn't afford our own stuff. My parents tried to give us whatever we could. 
but we'd never found Super Mario RPG. And I was talking to Mike about it offhand, and he's like, I have that game. I'm like, no way. No called, way. Called bullshit immediately. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way. That game goes for like $86 at the local, you know, at the local game shop. And he's like, no, I have it. I swear. Didn't and, believe it. Not till she saw it. And he gave it to you. I was like, oh my god! Yeah, and uh, we were uh, unfortunately hit by a uh, uh, flood back in 2011. And all my old consoles and games were lost. But one. And that was <laughs> Super Mario RPG. Because I lent it to Sarah. And she still has it. So I do. I got The sole survivor. <laughs> I think it's upstairs with the, <laughs> with the game gear. <laughs> But, you know, it's really cool that um, when you, when the two of us, like I said, our first impressions were that neither of us would be gamers, and both of us are. And it's kind of great to see that from everybody's background, you can't really pinpoint and say, okay, this person's a gamer. I mean, they're not, not all, you know, the gatekeepers that sit at their computer all day, you know, typing away. The trolls. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it's interesting to see... Who, what kind of gamers are out there? What kind of people play games? And it's going to be different. It's n- it's not what you expect. It's not who you expect. No, and the, the video game market is going to continue to expand, I think, with uh, everything becoming a little bit more accessible. Oh, yeah. All you need now is a, a cell phone to play a, a AAA uh, game, if you have Stadia or Game Pass or something like that. Or you need a Nintendo Switch that goes on the road. Yeah. But, I mean, without buying a... A uh, three hundred to five hundred dollar console. Yeah. You just have your phone, get one of those subscriptions, and for fifteen bucks a month, ten bucks a month. Yeah, Mike, what do you think? What is it like to be married to a fellow nerd? Pretty awesome. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Um, no, really, I uh, I had no idea what I was getting into with Sarah, and uh, man, we are two different types of gamers. Um, I'm more the action RPG, first person shooter, Western RPGs. And she's more of a uh, retro, retro style. I don't, I don't know how you yeah. just, uh, coin I'm, yourself. Yeah, I really like the old school games. Uh, like uh, a little stuck in the past, I guess you could say. I'm a huge fan of uh, the NES games. SNES is my like favorite system. Of course, I love the N64, OOT, Ocarina of Time, the Goat, of course. Um, I'm, I of course I had every single game or every Nintendo system that you could possibly have. And that hasn't changed. I'm still a little bit of a Nintendo fangirl. But at the same time, I love JRPGs. I love um, strategy games and, gosh, action platformers, action adventure RPGs, anything like that. Um, I always give something a little bit of a shot, but it really has to hold my interest in Lately, I've been really loving those little indie games, you know, like uh, Rain on Your Parade, which is hilarious. And, <laughs> like, I think that in nowadays, even with, with Xbox Game Pass, I'm able to play games that I always wanted to play, but I didn't want to buy straight out. I mean, back in the day, you used to be able to rent games. And I'm sure there's other rental services, but, you know. Gamefly. Eh. Sponsor. Eh. Not really sponsor. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... You can't really do that nowadays. It's either you buy it, you drop the 60 to $70 on a game that's brand new, or you can jump on Game Pass and try it and see if you like it. And, and demos are a rare thing nowadays, too. I do like demos. I actually, That actually makes me decide whether or not... like I demoed uh, the new Hyrule Warriors um, Age of Calamity on 
the Switch. And because I had the original Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U, I did not, I, I, at first I really liked it. And then as I played it, I'm like, this is kind of not necessarily what I wanted. I would, nah, I was thinking <laughs> I might not want to drop that kind of money because I already have a big backlog. I haven't finished Hyrule Warriors because, like I said, time. Uh, but having that demo really did help me make the decision, which is really nice. Yeah. So going back to the uh, the original question here, how many people could have a comfortable conversation with their significant other about first year we were dating, going to a Zelda symphony? And that wasn't even for me. That was that was for you. That was uh, your your <laughs> was birthday birthday gift. We went to uh, the see a symphony for uh, the 25th anniversary. I think it was of Zelda. Yeah, yeah I was at the Man Center. That was really yeah nice. down in Philadelphia. That was awesome. A couple of years ago, anniversary, we went to the video games live. Oh yeah, that show. was fun too. And you always have a uh, you have a life lifelong partner when it comes to um, co op. I mean, we just played through the whole uh, Gears of War one through five, um, and now we're playing through um, Halo because again, Sarah didn't grow up with uh, an Xbox. Xbox, so it's given me uh, a reason to go back through the uh, reaching into that nostalgia and and dive back into games that I I grew up loving and seeing her. I kicked my ass at him for the yeah. first time. She's playing him. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 really fun because uh, the both of us get to experience the games that we never got to play growing up. Like I like Mike said, I, I never got to play the Gears of War series, and I'm not necessarily um, a first person shooter, a third person shooter kind of person. I mean, I love the original Doom and Heretic when they came out on the PC, uh, but when it came to shoot 'em up games like you know gears or halo or borderlands borderlands i was never a huge fan of that kind of stuff but then you know it's it's great to give it that perspective and have somebody to play with it and experience it when somebody really enjoys something like yeah you gotta you gotta try this and then you share their enthusiasm when they're showing you it. and i i will 100 percent be transparent at the fact that when we played the first gear Gears and the Berserker burst of the room. I screeched at the top of my lungs and threw the controller. I was waiting. I was waiting for that moment because, ah, oh, man, I was I was a teenager when I played that for the first time and it scared the shit out of me. So I was. She does not like horror games. That's nope. not that's not her style. I love them, but that's the first one. I actually forgot how many survival elements there were to the game. It's a little bit. It's a little bit more on the darker side than um some of the newer Gears games. Not scary by any means, but. I was looking forward to that moment. Yeah, it, it didn't cross the line like the Fast and the Furious franchise where like they're trying to take themselves seriously and then they decide <laughs> that they're not going to take themselves seriously and have The Rock redirect a missile <laughs> with his bare hands. Yeah, with, with, with Gears, you're, um, <laughs> you're chainsawing through aliens with a chainsaw gun. So Well, that's, they, they marked that right in the beginning. You kind of have an idea of that. And, you know, it, it's funny because our play styles match each other. He's more of a... I'll run in and kill as many as I possibly can. Before I get down. Before I, I, I die. And I'm more of the sit back and snipe the heck out of people, which is really a lot of fun. And um, I'm more about precision. <laughs> and Not a bullet wasted. Nope. And it's a lot of fun. Um, and, and that's something that I got to discover because we married each other. I probably never would have picked up Gears because I never would have owned an Xbox. But that's another good thing about marrying somebody who's a nerd like you because you can share both of the things that you love and we share not only just our love for games but a love for movies a love for you know board games because it's always having that partner who is willing to jump in and try something that you're enthusiastic about so i i think that's 
I think that's the peak of. Oh, definitely. There's so many experiences that I'm getting that I I wouldn't have had otherwise. I did not play Zelda, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my first time seeing a, yes, <laughs> and she made sure that I I if I'm not gonna play Zelda, I watch her play Zelda. So she got tied to the um I got tied to the chair, <laughs> eyelids held open by duct tape, and I was forced to watch her play through Ocarina of Time. That's my first experience with Zelda, which was fantastic. Of course. It was definitely <laughs> worth it, but and never no, would have had that otherwise. And it's funny because as a, a uh, the baby of the family, I grew up as a backseat gamer a lot of the time, so I would be watching my brothers play uh, all sorts of games that I wasn't allowed to touch until they fi- they finished them, like Bionic Commando, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Um, Porky Pig? <laughs> no, no Porky Pig. <laughs> no Porky Pig there. A lot of the Final Fantasy series, Dragon Quest, like a little bit of everything, and Naturally, what my brothers were playing, I was into. Um, but, you know, as I grew, I, I was able to kind of form my own opinion about games and start to branch off and do what I really liked. And being able to share that experience, and it helps me, but it helps me connect with Mike a little bit more. Especially, like, when I see a game that I really want to play, but I know I won't have time for. Just a little background, we have a toddler, and we have an eight-month-old. So... I'm most, and they all want mommy all the time. They want mommy. <laughs> Except for when it's playtime. Yeah, then they want daddy. And then it's just mommy all the other times. So uh, when I'm holding the baby and where he's napping, I want to watch something fun. And I'm not necessarily a huge TV person. I'd rather watch games that I can't play. So I make Mike play them. <laughs> <laughs> most recently, uh, the Uncharted series. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. It's like watching Indiana Jones. It was pretty good. It was great. And I'm trying to get him to uh, play Uncharted 3 because he played Uncharted 1 and Uncharted 2. He hadn't played those before. Uh, that's another big difference between me and Sarah. I, With single-player games, with story-based games, I'm a one-and-done type. Um, I don't go back and replay games. I My backlog is way too long. So once I beat a game, it's very rare that I return to it, except for if it's a multiplayer game like a, uh, a Rocket League or most recently a Knockout City, then those I'll return to forever. But... Um, Sarah's the total opposite. I have not played through the Stick of Truth 800 times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do like to relive um, my favorite games and just enjoy them and try to look at them in different perspectives. Because you never, you always find something new and it's really exciting. I, I like revisiting favorites. But I do like to experience new favorites as well. So, what's it like to game with kids? We kind of talked a little bit about back game, backseat games. Well, when they're when they're newborns, it's it's amazing. You you play all the games that you want. All they do is sleep when they're not and poop. Yes, when they're not pooping, all <laughs> they're doing is sleeping. So you're forced to play video games. When um when when I first was born, that was the most amount of gaming I've done myself in the last couple of years. And then when our second was born, again same case again. You're holding them at night. You have one arm. You, there's not much you could do other than watch TV or play video games. So funny timing was after uh, we had our first Doom, the 2016 edition came out uh, on Game Pass and played it while Sarah held the baby. Rip I pl- and tear. Rip and tear. <laughs> I played through the played through the whole campaign. She watched the campaign. Um, and then when we are, had our second, the same month our second was born, Doom Eternal came to game pass <laughs> so after luke would go to bed um he's two years old now at this point after luke would go to bed we'd play through the whole campaign 
campaign through from beginning to end. We still have to do the DLC, but it was when they're when they're a newborn, it's it's fantastic. You get more more time to game than you think. It's once they start to get a little bit older, that toddler age, that things get a little bit more difficult. And plus, we were lo- really lucky. Neither of our sons had GERD or um, acid reflux, so uh, both Reese and Luke were really good sleepers when they were born. Um, so I would sit there and watch because I can't really do much. Like I, like I said, I was recovering, uh, from the C-section both times and I had nothing else better to do than to put my feet up, feed the baby and watch something. I actually, when Mike was asleep, because, you know, I was up all night feeding the baby, um, and Mike would feed the baby once in a while to give me a break. But, you know, I used that time to catch up on all the Marvel movies I didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, was, I, I would watch Mike play video games during the day and watch movies at night that I haven't seen. So that's basically how I caught up on life. <laughs> now that we are, um, now that the babies are sleeping through the night or, and, you know, Luke is going to be turning three soon, uh... We do find time to play our games. So what are we playing now? Mike, what are you playing? What am I playing? I think you're playing Knockout City and you won't, you uh, don't have a BNIP. What was your la- what was the last game you finished besides Uncharted 2? Um, I went back and played Resident Evil 7 Biohazard cuz uh, I tried playing that in VR when it came out and I love horror games, but no. <laughs> just no. Um, so I, I, I decided to just suck up my pride and play through that in flat mode, not VR. And it was a good decision. And that's not a game you can't... You can play, that's like one of those games we can't play with the kids around. No, no, definitely not. So I played that in anticipation for Village. And after beating Resident Evil 7, I decided I need a break before playing Village. And <laughs> um, I don't know what to jump into. I played Hitman before Resident Evil 7, Hitman 3. Actually, the whole trilogy I, I binged through. Um, right now, I don't really have a main IP. I just finished Uncharted 2 with you watching. Yeah. What the hell am I playing? You're not playing anything. You're just playing Knockout City. He was, I think he, what he really wants to play is Little Nightmares 2. I do. I do. But I, I, I want it to come to Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a one and done for me it, it, I love the first one I heard the second one's fantastic but it's a shorter campaign I'm waiting a couple more weeks to see if it drops on Game Pass if it doesn't by August I'll just I'll just drop the money I'll just I'll, just, I'll, I'll buy a game I don't buy games that often anymore but the ones that I really really want to play I usually buy at, at launch Last of Us 2 I think was the last game that I bought at release yep um, currently, I'm playing a couple different games. Um, I'm forever playing Animal Crossing New Horizons because I'm a chump. <laughs> and I always have to keep fixing it or doing something different. I actually haven't picked it up a couple days because I've been obsessing over Octopath Traveler, which I didn't get to pick up uh, when I believe it came out on the Switch the first time. Now it's on Game Pass, and Mike pretty much had to shove the controller in my hand and say, Here. Sit down and play this. Yep. And i am got to tell you, I'm really enjoying it so far because it reminds me of the old games like Chrono Trigger and um, you know Final Fantasy VI, which was my favorite in the series. Uh, but it also has all those new elements that make, it, that make it better because, I mean, grinding is fun and all, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a new take on the way everything is done. And I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really into it. You got you got to cut out a little bit of that fluff. So, do they make the grinding a little bit more 
easier to deal with? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't even have to grind if I really don't want to, because if you, you know, go along the trails and fight all of the man- monsters you hit before you get to the destinations and, you know, do all the destinations or in, in in this game, it's like you have to get different characters and you have to get uh, beat different chapters. So as you do that, you have to you know go from place to place and as you explore the map you run into random enemies and if you as long as you fight the random enemies on your way you'll be fine but i like to go god mode so i try to go at least 10 levels higher than recommended (laughs) there's um there's a reason i don't play those types of games that often it's not that i don't enjoy them but i have a problem when i when i'm playing a game with inventory and purchasing upgrades I love to hoard my money. Yes, yes he does. I will play through the whole game with the weakest gear and the weakest weapons because I'm saving up for that highest tier. And then by the time he... <laughs> he'll reach the end of the game before he buys anything. It drives yes, me insane. Yes, and I, I, I probably make the game way harder than it needs to be. Look, everybody has that little section called the Too Good to Use Club. Where you get these super, you get the super elixirs, or if you get like the best, the best, well, you know, consumable items, and you only get a couple, like in uh, I believe in Final Fantasy four, it oh, Final Fantasy two in the uh, in for the U S, it's a, uh, <laughs> you know, the super shrewing can you only get like four, and you're like, no, I'm not gonna throw them, I'm not gonna throw them, I know we're at the very last. But you were fighting Xeromus, and we're in the very last battle, but I'm still not throwing them because I might need them. I don't know why I would need them after the credits. And Biohazard, which I just beat, I I killed one of the bosses with a knife to save ammo. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, If you played it, it's the, um, the spider lady, who was really, really creepy, and she was really, really tough. But yes, I, I was too low on ammo, and I needed to save it for the next section of the game. So I, I, I finished it off with a knife. I think I saved the clip as proof somewhere, but it's um that ammo, it's it's hard to come by in that game. You gotta you, you gotta conserve. Well, that's, that's the whole thing that's the whole point behind survival horror, isn't it? You only have limited resources. Yeah. I mean in the original, the director's cut, you only had so many ribbons in the game. If you used too many, you're you know, SOL. Yeah, no, the uh the the, uh, the inventory management I think in, in seven is Great, and from what I've heard, they in Village they improved upon it a little bit more. Well, in Octopath Traveler, you have endless inventory, which I love. I Maybe hate I inventory. Play I hate inventory management. Give me all the <laughs> slots. Give me the biggest backpack that's ever been invented. Look, we're in a fantasy world where there's like dragons and magic. I don't care if my bag is endless. <laughs> is there a weight limit like, no. like Skyrim? No, there's no weight limit. Just Thank carry God. it all. Just keep it all. Yeah, you can carry. So it you all. could hoard as much as you want. Yes, you can hoard everything. Huh. But <laughs> see, I, I don't like I don't like games that like really micromanage what you do and you have to like do certain things. So we'll, we'll talk about Breath of the Wild some of the time. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, right now I'm playing Octopath Traveler and it's it's a lot of fun. And I also have uh, Pokemon Snap in the background. That's one of those games you could just pick up and play. Which I find if I have a few minutes here and there, I just grab it and play a level and try to get the best shots I could possibly get because I'm a huge fan of the original and here's the two things about Animal Crossing New Horizons and Pokemon Snap. They're good but not as good as the old ones. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more shots stuff. Shots fired. Could, you know, well, there's a lot more you could do in uh, New Pokemon Snap. Uh, so there's a lot of upgrades and I really enjoy that one. It's basically if you like the old one you're going to like the new one and I do. 
Um, but when it comes to Animal Crossing New Horizons, I feel like you could have done way, they did way more with New Leaf than they did with New Horizons. Yeah. So unfortunately, that's where I am right now. Yeah, sorry for being quiet right now. I'm looking through the, uh, the Xbox app to see, to see what game I'm playing. You are not playing anything. You're playing Knockout something. City. I, 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 I played a little bit of, um, Destroy All Humans. Yeah, that doesn't count. I played the first 15 minutes of Psychonauts. That doesn't count either. Um... If I'm if I would say I'm playing something right now, uh, it's um, it goes to Tsushima. Oh yeah, you were playing that pretty good. The the thing about like the games that we're playing currently or any games that we're playing is sometimes I would love to play a game, but the it's just so long, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you want to get the get Ubisoft. your money's worth. Well, no, like you want to get your money's worth out of a game, but you don't want to just do pointless quests or. Uh, like, sometimes the open world stuff, there's so many things, like I talked about being so granular. And there's a lot of players that enjoy that, but when I only have a limited time to play games, uh, I like to be able to, you know, finish them and not play just one game forever. I mean, Animal Crossing is one game you could play forever. However, you could just run in there. That's all end game, though. That's that, yeah. that's by that's by intent. Yeah, you just do j- jump on Animal Crossing for, like, 10, 15 minutes, do what you need to do, run around your town, and you're done for the day. And that's fine. But if you're jumping into a very heavy RPG, and I often forget where I am uh, after jumping into a game I haven't touched in months. But, you know, the ones I really enjoy, um, the campaigns, uh, like I recently played through Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I'm going to play through that again because they re-released it on PlayStation 5. So I want to see it in its glory, and I'm definitely going to get the... um, the expansion of the 1.5 yeah the, the sweet spot for me is probably around 8 to 15 hours for a story unless i really get into it uh control i played earlier this year i absolutely loved it um uh again last games like last of us those 25 to 30 hour markers they, they don't feel like it they don't add a ton of fluff so the the 8 to 15 hour range is is really really good for me. Any of those longer games, um, one game I really want to play, I haven't got to yet because of how long it is is Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. I heard that the game's a masterpiece. It's just it's really daunting. It's really hard to s- just stop and play one game. So what I've been doing is I've been working my way through my backlog and I've been going through some of the sm- shorter titles first. I might regret that later saving all the the long oh, ones for the end, but it's it's been working working for me. I'm actually clearing through a bit of my backlog, but it's it's just it's really tough to put that time kind of time commitment because I know I'm not gonna finish that game before another one that I want to play comes out. Yeah, and that's another thing. And plus, we can have, like depending on what the game what game it is, like uh, Resident Evil. You can't necessarily play Resident Evil Village when the kids are around. So even if like I'm watching no. the kids and letting you play. Or if I'm playing a game... I can't watch... I can't play that with you around. No, you can't play that with me <laughs> I don't want to see the big booby va- vampire lady. Big booby vampire lady. Yes, the big booby uh, vampire lady. Lady... Lady D. Lady D. Yeah, lady double D. Ooh. More like triple. Yeah. <laughs> and she's gigantic. I mean, I'm sure if, if we put a funny twist on it, I could t- totally let it go in the background. But, you know... I, <laughs> but... We don't want our two-year-old to see it just because it's just not appropriate for his age range. Like, if we were just there with the baby, that's fine because the baby... Baby could see a big booby vampire lady. Yeah, he won't care. He won't remember it. But (laughs) I don't want to traumatize our (laughs) two-year-old. 
But that's another thing. If we're having these long games, it's kind of hard to have two different games going simultaneously, especially if one's a really long game and you can only play it when the kids are asleep. And you, you kind of just have to choose your battles as far as that's concerned. And I'm sure we give each other time to play. Like, um, Mike will watch the kids and let me go run upstairs and play Octopath to other. Not necessarily Never to be seen again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never come back. <laughs> I it's not like that game can't be played with the kids, but uh, it, that one's actually a pretty good one to play when you have kids because you don't have to pay attention as much because you can put it on pause. Yeah, but when when everybody wants mommy, 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 jump on mommy's lap. Yeah. Mommy needs some mommy time. Yeah, mommy needs some mommy time. Uh, we that's another thing. We'll go to playing games together and just generally. Um, so we already have an idea of what we're playing apart, but what we play together is. Right now we're playing through the Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. We're going through Halo. We just finished Halo 2. Yep. And uh, we actually have uh, Borderlands 2, which we we're keep... at the very end. Yeah, we just keep not going... I don't know why we just... Because there's so many games! I think the last time we were getting through Borderlands 2 and we got close to the end and we're like, shit, hit the fan here. And then Gears 5 came out and we're like, damn, we have to play Gears 5. I think that's exactly it. <laughs> And then the Master Chief Collection came out, and you're like, damn, we have to play through Halo so we can get Halo Infinite and play that together. And we're trying to get through that, and we are not succeeding. And then we have more on a backlog. We have that uh, It Takes Two. It hasn't reached Game Pass yet, so that we can wait. But I'm really excited because I heard that was really fun as far as co-op is concerned. Uh, We also have Minecraft Dungeons. uh, Yeah, we played through the the actual main story, but they've been releasing... uh, DLC pretty rapidly so there's I think there's about five other worlds that were added since yeah and I really want to jump back into that and I think the other one we have is uh Overcooked and Overcooked (sighs) there's a little bit of DLC that we haven't played yet I am a huge fan of Overcooked it's one of my favorite games speaking of games that you play through a hundred times yeah yeah we played through it when the all you can eat edition came out because I wanted to see it in glorious HD <laughs> 4Ks. It was. I think 4K. it was 4K. Yeah. It's a glorious 4K, and that, of course I had to go through and throw eat some vegetables, uh, <laughs> because that's my favorite thing to do in that game is throw things that somebody said. It's so hard to play that game when you're dying of laughter. Yeah. <laughs> but here's another thing. These are all fun games, and a lot of them, are, you know, even like Halo is like borderline what we could play in front of the kids. But here's the problem: when we play together, we can't pay attention like usually Luke's pretty good at doing independent play at this point so when he wants to go play in his playpen or he wants to play with blocks we hang out with him but then he'll completely ignore us he's turning three right yeah he's gonna be turning three so I think it's time we give him his own controller no (laughs) let him join no we can give him a fake controller because he would completely destroy he knows the difference between a real and a fake controller yeah you take him as your partner (laughs) (laughs) no uh it's funny because uh, when we uh as far as games we could play with them around, we have plenty of games that we can play. Like Minecraft Dungeons isn't anything scary. However, it you doesn't, can't pause. You can't pause it. So if something were to happen, we can't really do anything. So, and one of us kind of has to be able to just throw the controller down and answer to anybody's whims. So if the baby cries or if he's napping and the two of us are in a room. I wonder if Quick Resume works for Minecraft Dungeons. If we just went to the home screen, would that be a way to? No, because it would loophole? exit us out Mm-mm. of the dungeon. No. No, I don't, I don't think so. Game. We have to test that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to check that out. But that's another thing that, that makes it difficult to game with kids is just if we want to play a game together, we can only do it when somebody's babysitting. Um, 
what was the last game we played together with the kids watching? I, I know I know Luke loved watching Cloudy. Um, yeah. Well, that's, the parade. Yeah, that's different because that's one of us playing and the other one is watching one yeah. of the kids. So we do play. Luke is into games, but not super, super into games. Not I, enough. Not yet. He enjoyed Rain on Your Parade. Oh, my God. He loved it. He enjoys when I play Mario. So I started playing Mario Odyssey for him, and then I got Bowser's Fury. So I was playing that, and he was enjoying that. But he only has a he has a short attention span when it comes to that. He's like, oh, this is fun for like five minutes, and then he goes and plays with his blocks, which is great. Oh, I just thought back to Astro. Oh. Oh, this is so sad. Oh, he loved Astro. and He was so excited. I'd, I'd, I'd give him the controller, let him push the buttons on the D-pad. He'd do the little dance moves. Um, the Astro that shipped with the uh, the PS5, we're lucky enough to... To have two in the house. Um, <laughs> yeah, because we're not scalpers. We actually want them. Yes, yes. Um, but, yeah, no, he, he loved it. He would, he would walk around with Astro. He would, he would push the buttons and do, do the little dances. So I played through the whole Astro campaign for, for Luke. And we got to the very end. And Spoiler alert. Yeah, little mini spoiler alert. That, that You fight a T-Rex. And when the T-Rex... Was it when he killed me or when he just came out? He came out and he killed you. Yeah, it was so like I lost the first time. So I, I, I died and Luke ran out of the room and was super upset. And we asked him what was wrong and he's is Astro okay? <laughs> he broke my heart into a million pieces. <laughs> yeah, so obviously we didn't finish that game until he went to bed. But it was he was heartbroken. And when I put him to bed that night, it was... Is Astro okay? Just kept asking. He was just so concerned about Astro. Yeah, it was. It's a little bit heartbreaking. And he's, but you know, it's funny. He loves games and he loves to watch when we play. And you know, he grasps certain things. He loves Cloudy. He still talks about Cloudy, even with like other toys. When he sees Cloudy, he's like Cloudy. He loves Rain on Your Parade. He loved Astro so much. He still talks about Astro. So he and he likes Mario. He has a lot of Mario shirts and stuff like that. So he it, knows all the characters. He can name Bowser. He can name he has Peach, a Yoshi. Luigi. He has a Build-A-Bear Yoshi. We got, we got that for him for Christmas, for his first Christmas. So <laughs> that's the that's the fun part about gaming with uh, with a spouse and with two young kids. So what our goal for this podcast is kind of just to touch on some things that uh, in you know gaming. We should, culture. we should probably jump in and tell them why we named it Still Life Podcast. Oh, yeah. Because uh, when we got married and we found out that we were secret nerds. We weren't secret nerds. We just didn't tell each other about it. Um, so when we were getting married, we wanted to, we need, you know, we got the, the usual you know, first dance, the cake cutting song, <laughs> all that sort of thing. The cliche stuff. Yeah, we didn't want that. So... <laughs> <laughs> What we did is we selected uh, Still Alive for our cake cutting song, and it was hilarious because... The cake my, is a lie. Yeah, the cake is definitely a lie. It, definitely a lie. So we actually edited down so the cake part would be played. The focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody got it. Of course, one person. Except, our yeah, one buddy. Our one buddy. He's like, that was from Still Alive. This is the portal song. I'm like, yep, that's it. I'm glad you got it. We got it. And we actually... Uh, that's not the only thing, but we had a... Uh, we had Mario Kart love song when we were doing our, um, our they, they call it uh, the dollar dance or something like that. That was a good one. Yeah, so the Polish tradition of the dollar dance where you dance with the bride and the groom. and uh, Or actually, I think it's the bride. You're supposed to dance with the bride and you give uh, a dollar for a dance with her. 
and then everybody surrounds her and the, the groom's supposed to break through. But I think it, the more uh, the more modern thing is the bride and groom dance. Did I get through? I had to get through. Oh, yeah, you jumped over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Surprised I didn't get hurt. It's funny because my dad's like, if you tell Mike to go through me, I'll let him through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I went through him, though. No, you didn't. You, you, I don't you, want it to be easy. You, you chose the path of most resistance. I did. I did. <laughs> but, yeah, so still live podcast because we are <laughs> – so I married a nerd. <laughs> yes, yes. So we have a, uh, a very bare-bones website right now. It's going to get fleshed out a little bit over the next uh, coming weeks. And we're not just going to talk about games. We're going to talk about pop culture. We're going to talk about fun things. You know, how we uh, incorporate all the things we used to love before we had kids. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see where <laughs> things go. It, it might be, um, it might heavily lean towards gaming. When there's a new uh, Marvel movie that comes out, we'll probably discuss it. Whatever's, whatever's hot that week. Yeah, of course, if you uh, have any suggestions or anything you want, you can always drop something yes. in the comments. Yes, because we have... Uh... Do we have comments? I don't think we have comments on a, a podcast. But we will get socials. We don't have them yet, but we will get socials. Uh, we'll have, have a way. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a way to contact us. But anyways, website is stilllifepodcast.com. Super bare bones right now. It's going to flesh out as the podcast does. We're going to try to aim for this to be a weekly thing, end of the week, each week. We'll figure that out. But we're looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Until then. Stay, stay nerdy. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta work on that. <laughs>